0: That record, that record, that record got me high. That record got me high as proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Yes. That's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the antics taking place at the Zorro News Channel and featuring such characters as George Kleenex, weatherman Benjamin Dover, man on the scene J.B. Horns, political commentator Taffy Tart, media personalities Travis Slaughter, Conspiracy theory expert J. L. Wood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear in his smelly, itchy costume. All of this at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. juice i give it the better it sounds
1: that's you know what that's you could say that about so many things
0: yeah right for sure (laughs) all right
1: here we are this is another episode of that record got me high that's barry stock
0: that's rob elba
1: and wait what do you hear we hear nothing else it's just us here again right how long has
0: it been (laughs) i didn't go a while but we have not done an episode where just the two of us talk about a record, just the two of us, in and a significant period of time.
1: I love, and I love all our guests. It's great. Me too. But it's like it'll be nice not to have to worry about deferring or being nice because we're right. We're, maybe it, it may not seem like it with me that I'm trying to be nice you to you the to guests, nice, but I yeah. do. But we don't have to be nice to each
0: other. That's true. <laughs> we, that's not how we got here. That's not how we got to this point. That's right. By being nice to each other.
1: <laughs> all right. So Barry, this you picked the record. I and did. What
0: is the record? Secret Treaties, the third album by Blue Oyster Cult, the uh, Long Island rock band. (laughs) Long Island, New York. Who were formed, who were around since the 60s. And they were, first they were called uh, Soft White Underbelly. And then they were called the Stalk Forest Group. They actually made an album that was never released for Elektra called Stalk Forest Group. And then um, Sandy Perlman, their producer, and sort of savant genius Yeah, crazy like they're... Guy. Right, yeah. right. Because
1: he's done... Oh, man, he's done so many different things. He was a, a producer and a yeah. writer. Uh, yeah. And, R- yeah,
0: wrote for Crawdaddy Magazine. This... He conceived of the Bloister cult as a vessel to perform his ideas. He has these... Uh, he had this entire universe that he constructed, the Imaginos uh, universe. And um, I don't know wh- how how far along in their path that became um, significant, but uh, this album refers to that sort of cosmology a lot, and Sandy um, really had some, he did a lot, he, 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 he makes the band, he molds the band in a way that makes adds an, an, an air of a genuine air of mystery to some of what they oh yeah what yeah he was like a,
1: he was definitely like their uh, malcolm uh, mclaren oh, for, if, it, yeah, if real, you would real, if yeah. you will but uh he definitely molded, yeah because he came up with the the soft white underbelly name and yes. then he came up with the blue eyes to call name and yes. originally they said they, they weren't even crazy yeah, about yeah, it yeah, but yeah, all right, right we'll Kim, do we'll it we'll do
0: it and uh he it worked out well for for both of them um,
1: it did, it did. And of it, course, and everybody knows
0: Bloyster Cult from now. Younger, uh, Some of our younger listeners, if we, if we have any, will know them from the uh, famous "More Cowbell skit I um, on Saturday Night Oh yeah, Saturday that's right, right, with the, uh, that, Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't yeah. Fear the Reaper, and, which, is which was great. great. I love that. It I love that It is. And that skit also um, features <laughs> um, uh, Murray Krugman, who is the... Um, is the co-producer, and also... With oh, so Sandy that's Formlans. who, um... That's who uh, Christopher Walken is playing is Murray Cruz. supposed Krugman. to
1: be, okay, okay.
0: Right. <laughs> and, uh, so, the Blister Cult, I, you know, I saw... I'll tell my Blister Cult story, and I, I don't think I've told this one before, so it's, we're good, right? If I... If you, is if the, this...
1: Yeah, no, I don't think... I don't think... Because I was going to ask you, I didn't know... We haven't discussed, like, when you first uh, got them, into yeah. uh, well, Blister Cult and I saw them were.
0: long before I got into them, but that, that's... There's not really any good... I don't really have a good excuse... Um, I was at a Rock Super Bowl in Orlando in 1980. <laughs> I
1: love when they have the Rock Super yeah, Bowls. <laughs> it was
0: uh, which were debauchery and you know yes. uh, excess. Over. And, and
1: usually it, one of the acts would be Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. That, that was
0: the, <laughs> I, that was Frank Marino was in the first. I was actually of I was actually a Frank Marino fan and was the first Rock Super Bowl was in '79 and I went to that and uh, Frank Marino had taken some <laughs> bad drugs and. About three songs in, he freaked out and swung his guitar around and knocked all the equipment down and walked off the stage. Oh, nice. Then the next band up, whose record I had just recently purchased that day, was Cheap Trick. And they were absolutely stunning. Uh, and so I was like, oh, they had a sort of a change, like a sudden, like, oh, you know, aha moment. Well, um, the next Rock Super Bowl, uh, oh, I just should say that same day, 79, the next acts were um, Ted Nugent and Aerosmith. And um, Yeah. L- the less said, the better. Um, so in '80, um, it was Cheap Trick again, and they were phenomenal. Robin Xander had been arrested that day in Orlando, and they bailed him out. They played an incredible set. And then this guy I was with, a friend of mine, um, and I w- started walking down the center of the field towards the stage, and some slightly older guy said, "Hey, you guys want to you guys want to smoke a J? And I was like, "We're well, not right, sure." It was '1980, and. Um, So we smoked a joint, and we were like, eh, Boister Cult, you know, whatever, Godzilla, you know, Don't the Reaper, yeah, yeah, yeah. We walked down there, and Boister Cult came out, and they started playing. It was like sundown, Um, like just before sundown. They, you know, didn't have the laser light show or anything. Right. And they opened with this, what on the record is a very cheesy song like Doctor Music. It's just sort of a regular rock song. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But it was mind-blowing. They were... they It was the stadium sound went from being like, oh, crappy stadium sound, tinny, you know, thumpy low end to like... I, I think Sandy Perlman was at the soundboard. Uh, it was okay, like the okay. best rock and roll sound and they played all these great songs and it, we were we were just blown, away. We were, By blown the end, away. we were blown away. I was like, oh my God, I had no idea. These guys are the real deal. So
1: did you go out and get... Uh, Blue Star
0: Cult records I after did that? not. After that, um, I got into punk rock.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. yeah so it was
0: 1980, so I was about to see The Clash on TV and be like, oh, and just went totally in that direction. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so a few years ago, I, I got hip. I still was like, hey, you know, Blue Star Cult when I started listening. And um, the first three albums by Blue Star Cult are... Phenomenal! They're great, <laughs> they really are. They're there's great. nothing else like them out there. They're, yeah, they are unique and they sound like nobody else. And I sort
1: of, but a little. I I think a little like the American uh, Black Sabbath, a little bit. Yeah, but they're not that heavy. No,
0: no, no. They're, it's they're not, not that heavy, and they and,
1: and it's different. But
0: it's, uh, yeah, there's the same. There's the same air of mystery to the lyrics. They're, but also, what I say about Gloucester called is they sound like, it's like if Steppenwolf were really like smart, like super like intellectual Steppenwolf, they've got a biker boogie sound. Right, right. And it's like, um, and they do a lot of twin guitar stuff. And there's a lot of background vocals. Here comes the cat. It's something um, that
1: could be really cheesy. It could, if it wasn't. Well, later on,
0: it it did get cheesy. At, at,
1: at times, at times. But they always, but they always managed because they just they were kind of quirky. They were they were like weird and like you said, it was mysterious. The whole thing with their name, like boys to call And They well, had the umlaut. First yeah. band I remember that had the umla- <laughs> over there,
0: Yeah. They said that uh, Sandy came up with the name, but then Buck Dharma, the guitar player which is best it. one of the best <laughs> rock awesome. uh, names ever yeah, buck, Nam dharma. De yeah. buck dharma uh, which i
1: think sandy Pro. Oh, i don't know if he gave him that but he gave everyone in the band at one point they all, all had they, like, oh they are they all name. nicknames yeah, i think name. buck
0: dharma was the only one that stuck it stuck yeah um, so i started investigating these records and uh turns out well i had known that the famous underground rock band alternative rock band the Minutemen we'll always were we huge uh, boosters we and loved Bloister Call. oh I didn't know they're that they're huge okay. Bloister Cult fans and so even if you listen to Minutemen records you're not gonna hear a lot of the sound of uh, Bloister Cult in there but lyrically if you notice, see how the lyrics are put together you might because it's uh, there's a, a way of uh, sort of assembling that stuff that comes across um so this is their third record. You know, the fourth record, um, "Agents of Fortune," was had uh, "Don't, Fear, Don't the Reap- Fear the Reaper," which, which the totally huge, changed yeah, their career. So, right.
1: All right. So I actually, I actually did get into them earlier because um, if you remember the album after these three records, and then they actually had a live record, but then a little later after that, that with "Don't Fear the Reaper," they had um,
0: some and chanted Eve, And the second live album the
1: second live album which was really it was a big though it was yeah, a big it was hit a big and hit. it was also i remember i heard godzilla from that the of live course, version of godzilla it was on FM radio, yeah. and i oh my god yeah. yeah so i went out and bought cuz i was a big fan of live albums then i just yeah. loved getting cuz i always felt like it was a good uh, value cuz you get like a lot of songs Of from course. other oh, sure yeah <laughs>
0: yeah so here's uh, okay godzilla is the model for what um what grunge inducing classic this Godzilla is, uh, smells like Teen Spirit.
1: Oh, oh, okay, uh, okay. It's,
0: and if you put them an A, B, you're like, oh, something. It's, <laughs> it's there. Um, I'm not the, fr- I didn't come up with that. That's, that's the one that's, it's have, it's known. Yeah, yeah. It's a known thing. So t- more of your Bloister cult story.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, no. So I, uh, yeah, so I immediately got that record. And then I saw, oh my God, they have another live record, uh, right. on, on your feet or, or on or your knees. knees. So I got that too. And that has some of their, that has, Astronomy, I think, is on uh, that or it might yeah. be on some of the Channel. But then... Yeah. But I didn't... I still got... I bought some of their... Late, I bought the um, uh, Agents of Fortune yeah, I got, for but I still didn't go back to, to that yeah. until the first week until later on. And yeah. then... I, but again, I would hear people that I respected and say, oh, those first yeah. uh, Blue Esther Co-records are monsters. So yeah. yeah, eventually when I did... Uh yeah, and and I think maybe of the first three, this is probably the this this is just a really great classic yeah, it, record. He even
0: says, um, he says. Uh well, it's weird.
1: The one thing I didn't know till you were doing it, and you mentioned it uh, at the end of the last podcast, was that they didn't write any of the lyrics. Right, that it was different people, and that to me seems so crazy. But then when you read about it, it's actually it's kind of cool because what they would do is they would take these like poems, like Sandy Perlman would right. have basically poems, yeah, and then sure. Paddy, Patty and fucking Smith, Smith yeah. uh, the, wrote the, the first song on the record, on and yeah. she wrote some others from she the first did. two records. Yeah. And they would take these poems and then they would put music to it and yep. put like really this awesome music to yep. it. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool, but it's just it's it's just weird that a band would do that. You well, know? but
0: but it was it's it's not that weird. It's just for um because Cream did it. Cream had a lyric writer.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, and you know, and
0: Grateful Dead did too. Right? Grateful Dead too. Uh, King Crimson had a lyric writer, oh, uh, right, Peter right. Sinfield. So um, it, it was, but it was just some not something we think about now. Now, Is that, yeah. The, but because those well, the thing was those people were integrated with the the group it wasn't like you know they're going to have someone write a hit for them or you know right right yeah yeah you know whoever was, Jay-Z or whatever yeah because Patti
1: Smith was dating the keyboard player at the Lanier, time yeah, right, right. right yeah and uh they also rock critic Richard, uh, Meltzer. Meltzer. <laughs> Richard Meltzer wrote, <laughs> wrote some songs co- some wrote really incredible. crazy lyrics yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good
0: and uh um Sandy wrote uh, wrote a lot of the lyrics on this, right? Oh,
1: and they're so like there there's like these sweeping epic There like, are, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and oh, not true. not
0: in a way that you go there almost well, there's a l lo- like a Lovecraftian influence, like a HP yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, or Edgar Allan Poe, that kind of um where there's a he gives you just enough information to make you Interested, interested,
1: and, but then we will also wonder what the fuck is that
0: about? Right, exactly. What happened here? You know, but
1: still, they did a great job with taking these songs, and like all of them did. That's they're also like a throwback band because like they had a bunch of singers. Like I think three or four right. of them <laughs> right. sang. Yes, uh, one of the my favorite songs in this record, the the drummer sings. Yep, sure, and uh, and they all played and they all wrote music. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a throwback where now it's just like you got the lead singer and he's the lead singer. Definitely like then, not no, like that. Yeah, no, yeah, they were
0: definitely. Committed communal creative and it comes across in the um you know they were together for a long time and they still play live they're still live. together they uh, are still the together. main
1: guys buck tarma and
0: eric bloom, still, and eric bloom is still doing it man yeah and uh, so the uh the original um lineup was uh was eric bloom who played guitar alan lanier played guitar and keyboards um and we had um, the brothers Joey Bush- Joe Joe Bouchard, Bouchard, and on Bouchard and Albert Bouchard on drums uh, on drums right
1: and uh yeah and also you didn't you said Eric Loom plays guitar but he plays he's credited as playing stun guitar stun guitar <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i guess they said it was just a joke they said cuz his fuzz that's what they call his fuzz guitar parts right. they called it stun. well the,
0: uh, like i said in 1980 not not expecting to be impressed in any way it was took the top of my head off and if i hadn't have uh, suddenly seen the clash on tv
1: yeah yeah it just wasn't anything that right there because it does still even when you listen to this this and this i would say this record is a hard rock masterpiece yeah it right? is totally.
0: yeah 100%. but
1: it does definitely sound
0: of the time oh, of sure. 72 so it's yeah.
1: like if you're already listening to the clash and stuff like that it's gonna sound like it, it just probably wouldn't have then right. grabbed me then but
0: you can that doesn't mean it's dated you can go back and listen to this record and get into it and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, once you yeah, yeah, you get into it it will grab it. you with its it's sort of um this like oddball mystery feel that you <laughs> can't quite and th- like I've listened to this record a bunch of times and every time I'm like wow, you know, it, it certain parts will grab me and I'll think about like this the the visual Aspect that they create with the lyrics is, uh you know. it's oh, right, right.
1: and also ju- just the playing, the flat out playing. These yeah, guys are great. great playing. The, totally great. the guitar work, and this is just they—they've got some yeah. unbelievable
0: arrangement. The uh, arrangements are 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 very carefully done, so everybody, nobody's stepping on anybody else. Things move in and out of the mix. Um, it's and really they were really great. Good.
1: I did see them live sometime uh, around when that record came out. I think when the Chanted Evening. Me and my friend Eves uh, Buadana went to the Hollywood Sportatorium, Uh-oh. and we. What's st-
0: the uh, unofficial name? It's the, oh, snor- the, the snort, the, the, uh, the, snort- yeah, the snortatorium. snortatorium,
1: or the sport hole they used to call it. <laughs> but we sometimes we would go there without even having tickets. So we went for Bluey'scope, but we didn't have tickets, and we hung around. We were hanging around by the back gate, yeah. And I guess the the guy felt sorry for us, or he wandered away, and then we ended up we just walked Ball in. Right in. Yeah. So we walked in, and we got to see them. And this was like there they they had the lasers by then. Yeah, it was sometimes like I said. Uh, I think the- they
0: didn't have the lasers because it was a stadium show, and they just oh right, it was okay. like they were they weren't headlining,
1: and they did their thing they used to do this thing where they did like a five-man guitar jam oh, where right. the drummer yeah. Yeah. Uh, would come out from behind and he'd play guitar and they'd do uh this thing where they were all ended up playing guitar and right it was Very pretty 70s. awesome yes. for a 16 year old kid seeing this it was uh <laughs> yeah and a little uh end note um sometime in the 90s my band the holy terrors we played at a club called washington square in miami beach the, the owner of it, uh, uh, Bill, um, and, um, uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Because my friend Kevin, yeah, Kevin Cornish, uh, was a huge Bloyster Cult fan. And uh, Joey Bouchard was touring with a thing. He called it Joey Bouchard's Cult of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. it was just, I think it was him, and it might have been his brother, too, playing drums. But then it was just other guys. And he right. he actually played guitar. He was playing guitar in this band and singing. And uh, Joey Bouchard, and so hes, he's he, uh, we opened up for them. But uh, I'll never forget. Like before, they were like doing a sound check, and Joey and they did. Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, and Joey Bouchard, who was the bass player, whip, played the lead like note for note, perfect, yeah, exactly, all re- perfect. all
0: really good musicians. And yeah. then
1: it ended up it was kind of a sad night because tickets were like uh, twelve or fifteen bucks, and not many people Nobody, came. Yeah. And I'll never forget whoever their road manager was. This guy, this like guy, this long haired like kind of sleazy guy, was like trying to blame us, oh, like the opening nice. band, like you didn't draw people. It's like we're supposed to draw. You got a yeah, dude you fucking from. Blister- Mr. Oh, just and he's blaming us because yeah, people didn't
0: show up. Well. So that's my little uh <laughs> Well there's a line in um Minutemen's song about that mentions E Bloom. I was uh um, I was E Bloom. Uh another hack on the specters tour. So <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit that Minutemen record. We'll hit double nickels on the dime one of these days. Yes, but, right. Uh, but right now we're
1: hitting this one, so let's start out. The first song is uh, the uh, Patty Smith song that she wrote. Career with. of Career evil, of menacing, evil.
0: Uh, menacing kidnapping song.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, supposedly, all right. Here's what I what I saw was that it was written by Patty Smith, and it, it was uh, it was originally called the poem of Isidore uh, Ducasse. Okay. Uh, which is inspired by Les Chances de Maldoror, which is a poem by the French author Isidore Ducasse. Okay. Uh, but I, that's what I got. So it's inspired by another. Yeah, poem. Patty.
0: You know, Patty was. She's- <laughs> She's, she just reads that stuff and she did yeah right we're right. not that hip
1: um and then um yeah but it is it's it's very the lyrics are kind of
0: uh obtuse uh, but you get the point of what's going on
1: oh yeah you do and there was actually they they released it they tried to release it as a single I guess it didn't do too good but they changed <laughs> they had they cha- changed when they the did lyric, the single yeah. yeah they changed there's one line that says I I'd like to do it to your daughter on a dirt road and yep. they changed it to I'd like to do it like you oughta on a on dirt, dirt road, road yeah
0: um, I and it's about jealousy. Um, some I, um, I want your wife to be my baby tonight, baby tonight. I choose to steal what you choose to show, and you know I will not apologize. You're mine for the taking. So um, yeah, this guy is not a nice dude. No, and it's uh, um, well, we don't know if it's. I mean, he's Patty Ryan, and it could be, uh, could be a woman. Oh so, yeah, that's maybe, right, that's right. Um, And there's a little sadistic element to it. Pay me, I'll be your surgeon. I'd like to pick your brain, capture you, inject you, leave you kneeling in the rain, kneeling in the rain. It's a nice visual there. You can kind of, uh, um, and uh, um, uh, I'll make it. uh, It says, it sounds like they're saying I'll make it a career of evil, but all the lyric sheets say I'm making a career of evil, so it doesn't matter. Um, And I'd spend your ransom money, but still I keep your sheep. I'd peel the mask you're wearing and then rob you of your sleep. Rob you of your sleep, so you know after you get let go, you're uh, <laughs> you're still uh, in the in the grasp of uh, right. whoever the kidnapper is. So and these guys were
1: smart, I think, because I don't think they would have written as good lyrics as there are on this record if they had well, tried to do it on their you know, own. <laughs> I don't know. You know,
0: I, I haven't I haven't looked back. I, I, before you got here, I was listening to the. Uh, 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 Tyranny and Mutation, which is the album previous to this, and I didn't go and look and see who wrote the lyrics on that. I think they do write some of their own lyrics, right?
1: Right. Yeah, but this yeah.
0: one is just uh, like you know, handed it over to a, uh, um, a variety of people. It worked out really well.
1: Now, I am going to say usually a lot of times when we do records that we really like classic records, we say they're sequenced very well. But I don't like this I don't like the first two songs on this record. I actually I like them. But I don't think they're good. I don't think Career of Evil is a I good opener. I know you opener. think
0: we should have started with the third song.
1: Exactly. Yes. I, well, I, wait when I we made, get there, and then we'll right, talk about that. But song, I made a but. playlist that's better than this. <laughs> I made a playlist of
0: rearranged the songs, and it's better than yeah. that. And
1: because they didn't, they someone else named them, someone wrote the lyrics, so I could I could sequence that. True. Record you for can. Them, you know.
0: I think that there there was probably a logic at work, but um um I yeah, can see where you're coming from. Cause yeah, because the
1: first two, because so we get to the second one, Subhuman, Subhuman, which is a great song, but also kind of a mid tempo mid tempo
0: a little, and it's, uh, um, and then it picks up, but um, it does start off, and it's um, mysterious. This one, oh, Perlman, this this one, this one hits, Sandy yeah, this one comes in with the mystery where you don't know what's I am be, going on.
1: I am becalmed, lost to nothing, warm weather, and a and holocaust. holocaust.
0: Left to die by two good friends, abandon me and put to sleep. Left to die by two good friends, tears of God flow as I bleed. And then the the chorus... So, ladies, fish, and gentlemen, here's my angled yes, dream. Yes, yes. <laughs> See me in the blue sky bag, and meet me by the sea. Um, it's just, it's
1: weird because it's kind of hippie-ish, but it's also like like sci-fi. sinister. There's a sci-fi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it about aliens?
0: Uh, it's I think it, it's aliens, or it's um, also I get the feeling of you know remember. Um, um, uh, uh Odysseus tied to the rocks with the sirens like the uh um the uh, almost like a anci- you know ancient like a homerian kind of thing oyster boys are swimming <laughs> for me now save me from the death like creatures oyster boys are swimming now hear them chatter on the tide we understand we don't understand but fear is real and so do i so he's he, he's, he throws up he makes this picture
1: yeah and this is all his concept because he has the oyster boys and he came up with the name blue oyster cult yeah, so this is yeah. a big he was like a big like he was almost like the sixth member like oh, of this band oh i would say sammy curl you
0: know? is totally the sixth member right, of this right, band right, right. i don't think they're I, I seriously doubt they would argue with that right um, that his his uh, influence and What other band is like that where you oh where you would have a a, a six member as a I mean Peter Grant with Led Zeppelin might actually sort of fall in that category Oh right 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 because you know but I'm sure he he
1: he never wrote any lyrics he didn't but (laughs) I'm sure he was
0: he was probably saying you know ah you should do that you know you you need tighter pants you have to get tighter tighter pants pants, steal those lyrics (laughs) who cares they're they're all dead anyway (laughs) steal those they'll never know we've stolen their song. And then he switches gears on the on the third. Ah, oh, now so this to me this should be the opening in the record because this
1: has this that chord sequence. Oh, yeah, which it I, does. Learn, I know you usually like learn, but I I learn this thing and it's play great. it, and it's so good.
0: It is, <laughs> and it's a song uh, um, by. Uh, who wrote this one did sandy
1: albert uh well sandy perlman wrote the lyrics and then eric bloom and and the drummer albert bouchard wrote Wrote the the, uh the music music. and albert uh, bouchard sings it the the, this is the one that the drummer sings
0: it's nuts
1: it's nuts and oh the the riff is so good and then this the the lead the outro lead in the song yeah oh my god there's a there's a
0: we'll, we'll talk about but there's a false ending the song, oh, yeah, right, right, right and, right. and that's when one of the leads comes in, and it's and it, it's genius the way it's sequenced. Um, and the song is about, the song is called Dominance and Submission, but it's not but about... But it's not what you think no, it would be about. Yeah,
1: because he said it's about, in. Uh, or this is Sandy Perlman, he said, In 1963, I was being driven back from a New Year's Eve party when the Beatles came over the airwaves for the first time, and it seemed so revolutionary in terms of consciousness that's that's what it uh, represented was like a new factor in mass culture uh, and so that's to him it was like the, it was just like like rock and roll um sort of uh it was it was underground and it was suppressed and it was finally being revealed exactly and no one could stop and it. yeah it
0: was like um that it had uh it, it's about the how one Idea or one kind of thing supplants another thing and it can happen very suddenly, right? Because right. it's been, yeah, rock and roll died in 1950s when Elvis got, remember, Elvis got drafted and, um, uh, the, uh, um, what's his name, Alan Freed got arrested, sent to prison for payola. Right. Chuck Berry got arrested. So rock and so roll was it. squashed and over. <laughs> and then, till about late 1963, there was just pap you know a sappy frankie valley not that there's anything wrong with that but right. it was not rock and roll and then all of a sudden
1: and isn't it amazing how someone like the beatles like because i know like ozzy osbourne from yeah. uh was sure. a huge beatles fan sure. how it how it affected all these bands Everybody. that you wouldn't think would have any ties to the beatles at all but yep. it's like it sort of changed it's right everything there. yeah and th- this song is so great because the music perfect perfectly matches that idea yeah. of the lyrics it
0: right? does it's a badass riff oh, it's so badass. <laughs> and I spent ten years, half my life, just getting ready, and then it was time. Warpage in my figures, radios appear. Midnight was the barrier back in 1963. So, you know, New Year's Eve is coming. Um, And then there's the weird second um, verse. Each night the covers were unfolded. Each night it's Susie's turn to ride. While Charles, the one they call her brother, oh
1: yeah, that's right, I forgot about Susie and Charles.
0: Susie and Charles. <laughs> Susie reappears in a lot of BOC songs. She's the, um, uh, I think uh, Sandy said that she's the. She was uh, one of you know referred to one of his girlfriends, uh, but okay, he you okay. know said they all turned out to be sort you know, sort of not nice to him. So no. there's a variety not. of Susies. But um, <laughs> covers on his eyes, murmurs in the background. It will be time, and uh, he's talking about you know midnight's coming around, right. Uh, so I gotta, I gotta these, these are so cool. Susie and her brother, Charles, the grinning boy, put me in the back seat and they took me for a ride. Yeah, the radio's on. Can't you dig the locomotion? Little Eva, little Eva, right? Said that, yeah, uh, do the locomotion, right? Kingdoms of the Radio, 45 RPM. Um, uh, it's it's past midnight said Charles the grinning boy and looking at me greedily said it's 1964 yeah oh and, yeah and, and, there was and some, something went on in, in that car it, it did <laughs> and the and the and the music kicks in and it's just uh, um, the whole, and then they do oh, this the breakdown section second, yeah yeah that's it's, so good it's, it's, and then
1: uh, the just the whole outro part with the lead it's like yeah. oh man I, I listened to that like three times today oh my today. god it's incredible
0: fun. so good uh, we, if we it, Buck, we, Buck use, you know, we encourage you <laughs> to listen to the albums that we do but this one I would say spend some time with this one and, and it will reward you um yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, so uh, we're about the halfway mark. Look at us just zipping through things without uh, without our goddamn guests
0: dragging us down. No, no. <laughs> Where's the when's the guests gonna start talking? These guys are boring. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Oops, oh wait, we have a guest. <laughs> per- Percy cat. the cat. There he is, right here. All right,
1: we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back uh, with the second half of. Yes.
0: Is this tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the antics taking place at the Zorro News Channel and featuring such characters as George Kleenex, weatherman Benjamin Dover, man on the scene J.B. Horns, political commentator Taffy Tart, media personalities Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J.L. Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stucky Bear in his smelly, itchy costume. All of this at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. Poor Barry
1: buried. Since we don't have a guest here, Barry's yeah, attacking his cats. Yeah, I'm not attacking the cat. I'm
0: just, <laughs> just laying down some truth on these Sound animals. Telling it like it is? That's right. All
1: right, we're back. This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock.
0: That is Rob Elba.
1: And our special guest is no one <laughs> <laughs> today. Percy the Cat. He's sitting yeah, here next to me. No one. But well, we're talking about uh, Blue Oyster Cult Secret Treaties, and we come to the song ME262, <laughs> which is which is kind of like the title track because the picture on, on the, the cover, cover is, a, is of yeah. a ME262. <laughs> but right? it's, an,
0: it's they say you know it's an absurd picture because it they're they're it's just drawing <laughs> it's absurd. It's, it, them standing in front of this German warplane from World War II with the Blue Oyster Cult symbol on the tail. There's four German shepherds that are there yes. with them. Um, Eric Bloom is wearing a cape. And <laughs> I know,
1: and th- they took a, some flack for it. Some, I feel like them and a lot of other bands of the time, especially like a lot of punk bands we knew, oh, sure. they would flirt. They, they like liked the imagery of some
0: of the, the Nazis right. stuff. they well, thought it looked cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> but
1: they didn't think
0: well, past that. Right. I, well, I think I said this before is that our perception and our knowledge of what went on is m- we have more of it now. In, in what, of what went on in, in Nazi Germany right, we actually right. know more about it now than we right. did then and the understanding of what went on and actually what they would say is there's like a question on one of the B.O.C. forums are Bloister called Nazis and they right. said well, <laughs> well Sandy Perlman and Murray Krugman and Eric Bloom are Jews are Jewish, so. and, yeah Jews yeah. and Sandy
1: Perlman you know was approved all this stuff and everything yeah, so yeah. he would it's, have been the one to and, say and
0: another thing that we did mention about is that there's a little wry r- sense of humor at work under all of this stuff Oh, yeah, definitely, absolutely, yes. There's also a, a t- slight tongue-in-cheek element. Which makes
1: it all cool. It makes it palatable, because like I said, it could it very totally easily, serious. yeah, exactly. it could be over the top, and it would just be,
0: it'd, oh, God. You'd be like, it'd be a bad, bad prog record, and you'd be like, oh, Exactly, no. exactly. You know, how many wives did Henry VIII have? Oh, you're going to do a song about each one? Uh, <laughs> that would be Rick Wakeman of the Curry Chicken Curry and the Keyboard right. fame.
1: Uh, so this song, Meg, Six. By the way, this is a this is like a rock, and roll, song. rock and roll song. You know what? Uh, you know what I thought of? You could definitely hear their like New York roots oh, in this yeah, song yeah, because yeah, yeah, when yeah. it starts, before they start singing, it could be the uh, a Dictators. It reminds me of a Dictators. Song. It
0: does. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Does. Well, I think the Dictators heard them. I think in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think these guys blister cult were probably very hip they probably listened to Stooges they probably listened to MC5 right they, oh yeah
1: well they did they cover a, a they kick, go, out the kick Out the Jams on the live albums. but they also yeah. do Born to be Wild so that yes.
0: Steppenwolf thing is in there Yeah. they are, are hip but the words
1: know. in this Goering's Gehring, uh, on the phone to Fritberg says Willie done quite a job Hitler's on the phone from Berlin
0: says I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make, make you a you star, a star. <laughs> so what he's talking about is Goering's calling and saying this new airplane is really great and they're also putting it in the context of like Rock and roll promoters like Hitler and Gehring are like rock and roll people. Yeah, 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 right. Hey baby, I'm gonna make you a star. It's funny, it's tongue in cheek.
1: And and it's got I love the last thing, uh, must these Englishmen live that I I might die. die. (laughs) Must they live that Um, I might die? (laughs) And he talks
0: about the he's talking about the bombers. Um, the, we should, we'll give a little context for people who don't know because we're geeks and I'm sure Rob knows too is that the ME-262 was a, a German the first f- jet fighter airplane developed by the Nazis and if Hitler had used it appropriately it would it could have certainly lengthened the war considerably right but he was he was boneheaded like other politicians that we know <laughs> and he, he said no you could use it as a bomber and they were like no 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 you don't understand they were like no it would be a bomber so um this airplane, oh was, Adolf! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the bombers—they hung there, dependent from the sky, like some heavy metal fruit. These bombers are ripe and ready to tilt. Must these Englishmen live that I might die? Must they live that I might die? <laughs> That's so good. And, he, he's ta- and he's talking about you know.
1: And Sandy Perlman wrote these lyrics, so you can't say you just no, can't say anything. no. No, obviously, and, and yeah. he's
0: putting himself in the. He's he's putting himself in the in his. In the eyes of a German fighter, In the fighter, eyes of fighter, a fighter, German fighter, But
1: fighter. As it's all kind of, uh, yeah, it's, a, but it's, it's like it's, a hapless... Uh, it's,
0: yeah, and a fighter, he's almost like a race car driver in a G-load disaster <laughs> from the rate of climb. Sometimes I'd faint and be lost to our side, but there's no reward for failure but death. So watch me in mirrors, keep in the glide path. Get me through these radars, no, I cannot fail. While my great silver slugs are eager to feed, I can't fail, no, not now, when 25 bombers wait ripe. He's uh he's it's great lyrics. I mean, it's yeah, awesome. They're and, they are and, great and cinematic, and um, also, but <laughs> but the, the tongue and cheek thing is there too. Cause oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and he's like a especially. he's like a he's he's not some conditioned um, Nazi automaton. You know, it's right. like a guy driving a, a, at the drag races. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And there's a great there's a great live video uh, of them playing this in like. Uh, 78 or so, yeah. And uh, Eric Bloom's playing that guitar that's shaped like their symbol, like the symbol. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna post it on the uh, that record got me high Facebook later today. I'm gonna post a video of them playing that because it's just it's just kick ass. Uh, all right, that's and and,
0: and that if you wanted a a name, you wanted a description for this album, kick ass. Pretty much, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That, it's pretty much <laughs> it's, a it's, kick-ass it's, rock yeah. record, and that's the end of side one. And
1: now we flip it over. We got side only, two. Only eight songs on the album. Yes, that's right. That's right. Because and not a lot of long. It's not, it's not a super long record at except all. Except for yeah, the last song is pretty long. But it, but it has to be because it's
0: an epic. It is an epic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all <laughs> right, but but the first song on side two is K.G. Creek. The weirdest
0: song on the record. The weirdest
1: song on the record, written by Richard Meltzer. Right, exactly. Which uh, was a, a rock, rock critic. critic. Another rock critic. Yeah. <laughs> what so, band? How messed up is that? Like a rock band. A rock critic, right? Lyrics, well, the critics like
0: them, so it'd be almost like it you be a critic's like writing for Big Star, right? Oh, KG, okay, what you got? What you got there, dummy? <laughs> what you got there, man? man? It's about he's just being, it's about somebody who's stuck. Um, he was uh, KG Creighton does have does not have a complex meaning. The lyrics were written when Richard Meltzer, the lyricist was sitting around bored at BOC's house at the time and was watching a news report about some guy breaking out of an insane asylum. He wrote this song about being bored and just vegetating at home. A KG cretin. Right, and and I think
1: also if you, it's it's about someone. To, he's a rock critic, don't most rock <laughs> critics think they're smarter than yeah, everyone oh else yeah, and that they're sure. brilliant yeah. and everyone else is idiots? Of
0: course, that's part of it. That's how you get that job,
1: exactly. So that's kind, and this is yeah, this is kind of a silly song, and this is one they never they never really played this much after. Not this Not much, record. no. Um, but I, I have another theory that I have absolutely no evidence to back this up whatsoever, but I would like to th- imagine that the. Ramones have a song, Cretan Hop, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, the Ramones, yeah, one of them yeah. at least at least got the word Cretan from, from this yeah, song, because right. this is something I could picture Joey Ramone listening hey, yeah, to this right. record, or Johnny Ramone. Hey, Joey, so. come over here. Yeah. Uh,
0: You're a Cretan. So and the, the last verse has some very interesting things in it, which I, I have dissected in my, <clears throat> you know how I do. Um, I'm, I'm graduating in one more term. Because I haven't got any time to burn. Repeating taste of high-heeled shoe, an eel is waiting under the train. Okay, earlier <laughs> oh, in the... Oh, wow, I, didn't, okay, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, he's, he talks in the second verse, he says, got an awful tummy, oh no, it's inflamed. Repeating taste of high-heeled shoe is, he's got his his reflux, it's what the taste of reflux in your mouth... And an eel is waiting under the train is, he's got to take a shit. The train is his, in, is his intestines, and oh. the eel is a turd. That's probably why they didn't perform it live. <laughs> they were like, I know what he's talking about there. <laughs> That's gross. So it's, it is gross and weird, but I think he was trying to hide some, uh, some funny stuff in nice. there.
1: You're like the uh, you're like the rock critic of podcasts. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't. I'm not sure that's a compliment, Rob. Considering <laughs> yeah, what you yeah, just um, uh, said, <laughs>
1: um, but it could be accurate. Uh, yeah, 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 all right. For so, sure. song number six is "Harvester of Eyes."
0: Awesome song.
1: It is of And and for some bands, I just want to say a song called "Harvesters of Eyes" could could be like just a complete metaphor for something else.
0: But for yeah, Oyster Cult, for it's real. it's about an actual God, harvester of God, eyes. It goes out and steals people's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> uh, but allegedly, it's also about a, a guy who was um, spo- wanted to be was gonna, was up to be a Supreme Court judge. Yes, I read that. And, I read um, that. it was uh, um, it's 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 nuts. You go. Um, it is nuts. It is. Nuts. All right. So hold on. Harvesters of eyes. That's me. And I
1: see all there is to see when I look inside your head, right up front to the back of your skull. Well, yep. that's my sign that you are dead, and my list <laughs> for you checks off as no. I'm the harvester of eyes.
0: I'm the harvester of eyes, but... Um, and then he digs through some garbage cans, and he'll... Well,
1: that... See, the, the, my favorite part in this song is the whole outro, outro part, and I'm thinking maybe, Eric, because this song was written by that, that critic again, um, but... Um, I'm oh. <laughs> Susan, Susan's Susan, making, uh, a, fixing a drink. Time out. Susan's getting some ice. Susan <laughs> in
0: every episode, and her appearance in this episode is. It's performing. sponsored
1: by what's your uh, what's your um, uh, fridge? Who's made
0: GE? GE and uh, the, uh, the. Good, ice maker. bringing good things to your life.
1: <laughs> Got enough ice there, Susan? Are you good on ice? All right, she's good. Uh,
0: and let's see I'm the harvester of eyes I'm just walking down the street I love
1: this (laughs) I
0: see a garbage can I pick it up I look through all the garbage to see if there are any eyes inside I'll put 10 in my pink leather bag and take all their eyeballs and I bleed with them and I plead with their eyes all night so if you see me walking down the street,
1: you better get out of the way and put on your eyeglasses because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take, take your eyes, eyes home with
0: me. me. I love that. It's very demented and weird, and it is. Uh, but a
1: great song too, and it has it that. Um, it has the Another those great dual, riff. Those oh. dual leads, the dual guitar leads so, in the middle, and yeah. then that uh, that slow outro part. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So I was trying to think like the way they did those dual mm-hmm. guitar leads. Who who with, like the almonds did those? So. That they're sort of on the the cutting edge of that kind of dual guitar thing, the way most, yeah, yeah yeah.
1: Well, they yeah. are that. All of them were great guitar players. Right, exactly. All of them are, yeah, yeah, there's no
0: slacker in the band. Yet, right, really. right. In right. fact, the drummer is one of the great. Most articles you read say one of the. Uh, um, Al Bouchard was one of the unheralded great rock drummers right uh, and
1: one of these guys that could do anything and play anything which I by the way I hate people
0: like that (laughs) well Al Bouchard if you listen to the the problem is he integrates so well into the band that it's so part of but if you listen to what he was playing you're like this guy's it's fantastic. It's not
1: something that yeah that all oh, this stands out. You go oh god, listen, he's like Keith Moon, right? But he's yeah, per- right. but but he's perfect and he plays like yeah, really really interesting great stuff. And he's stuff. a great musician. You can just tell he's a great
0: musician. Totally, yeah. And
1: then it's got uh, it's got that little music box thing at the end. You know, oh right, music right, box right, right. yeah. Which I love. They throw in little things like that, and it just adds to the whole. Somebody uh,
0: actually um, did. They try to figure out where that came from. And um, Yeah, because they
1: in the studio. I think they said it was just something they had. Like, like the sound engineer had this like little bit, and they just threw it on. They
0: there. had a prof- music professor from Mount Holyoke, where my daughter attends college, um, figured out what it was, and oh, but nice. she but she said. Um, I don't know I have no idea what the source of it is, but that's that's the song that's what's being played there is this little classical piece. So, oh
1: okay. She knew what the piece was. She, she knew, knew what it music. was, but she's okay. like but
0: they were unable to source like, okay, other than that it's just a total mystery. Right. Some things are lost to history, Rob. Yeah.
1: Um, Like, probably like these podcasts that we're doing. Yeah. I've I've thought about that. (laughs) No, they're going to live forever. The Sands of Time. It's going to be our legacy. Sands of Time are relentless. It's it's our legacy, Barry. Uh, All right, so
0: song number seven is Flaming Telepaths, which there was a, a. that's when I first saw Sonic Youth, and it was on the Flaming Telepaths tour. Oh, really? Yeah, they did a tour <laughs> with uh, Firehose, opened up Firehose when they had just gotten together. Oh, nice. They, they did a Saccharin Trust, Firehose, and uh, uh, Sonic Youth did some shows, and uh, wow. I saw them in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Saccharin Trust did not do that show, but... And then Susan saw the next night, and everybody who saw those shows was basically a convert to all of those things. Right,
1: right. And the flaming yeah, see, that's that's it. All these bands and stuff, they appreciate they all appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah right. Cult, well that's Especially the, Ma- the early. The yeah, the early. Mike
0: Watt. Yeah, the Mike Watt Boister Call Connection, the Flaming Telepath Tour. Oh, that's so, awesome.
1: And yeah, these are definitely these are more Sandy Proman lyrics and over the top lyrics. Yeah. For Well, well, I've opened up my veins too many times, and the poison's in my heart and in my mind. Poison's in my bloodstream, poison's in my pride. I'm after rebellion. I'll I'll settle settle for for lies.
0: lies. Is it any wonder that my mind's on fire, imprisoned by the thought of what to do? Is it any wonder that my joke's an iron, and the joke's on you? So, they're saying at the end, they're
1: saying the joke's on you, because they're not totally, they're they're saying, even serious. yeah, don't take it totally serious, that's right. But...
0: It's the Andy Kaufman thing where you go, but are they joking? Right. Right. Is yeah, he joking or is he not joking? <laughs> like how, where I, think were joking yeah. I think they were joking. I think they were joking. Right? But it's not a funny joke. No, it's a sinister <laughs> it's joke. Not a, uh, like our jokes. Yeah. <laughs> They're right, not right, funny. Right? If you, you heard know. what we said in the break, you would never listen to this podcast again. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. And some people would never speak to us <laughs> again. That, that we would be pariahs in the local music scene.
1: <laughs> More so than we are now. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And this, uh, another great Buck Dharma lead in this song. Uh.
0: Yeah, it's incredible.
1: And uh, and this song uh, in particular, though a lot of this, I I don't think we've mentioned, but it reminds me of uh, Alice, early Alice Cooper, like the Alice yeah, Cooper band, sure, right? Sure, sure. Which were also they were gr- great. Uh, they were musicians, great musicians. They were, and they came up with very inventive parts and stuff. They and, and uh, But if, yeah, you Colt, if you look at
0: Blister Cult, if you look at Blister Cult, and look at the early Alice Cooper band, Blister Cult looks more put together than the early Alice <laughs> Cooper band, which they look like drug addicts from Detroit with greasy right, hair, right, right, right. <laughs> um, Experiments that fail too many times, transformations that were too hard to find. Um, I'm after rebellion. I'll settle for lies. There, tr- and then you get some stuff. They're Trinity acts a mineral fire. Yes, I know the secrets of the circuitry mind. It's a flaming wonder telepath. <laughs> he f- he puts some stuff out. So yes, maybe it's a little. Maybe he's joking a little bit, but he also right. uses this imagery that makes you think. It's like he's—is he talking about like a superhuman intelligence? Right. That the joke is on us. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, right. The joke's on you, people. You know you. Uh, and and still, you can't say enough
1: that they that they took these lyrics and they put this like kick-ass music to it, yeah. and it works so it works well, well together. Perfect. It's like it could have easily been horrible if you think about it. You know, in the it wrong could, hands. Oh, totally. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Sandy Perman saw these guys and was like, "Okay, these guys can handle." What I have to, yeah. you know, All what this I want to, I'm going to throw it at right them. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. And um, you know, um, and and the and the outro is they just say over and over, and the joke's on you. And the joke's
1: on and the joke's you. The joke's yeah. on you. Oh, that's so um, great. I love this this record. I, I can't implore enough. This is that you this is one this that. Record. Yeah,
0: it's a good one. It's you really give it good. A
1: shot. Even you, you punk kids, or you well, kids that don't another person. Well, it. you know,
0: even uh, you noise connoisseurs, because I know that one gigantic Blue Oyster Cult fan is Tom
1: Smith. That's, that's right. 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 Tom Smith is a huge shout out to Tom Smith. Uh, uh, to Live of, and Shave in L.A. That's and Peach right. of
0: Immortality. He so.
1: he's loves the the early uh, Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, it's
0: notorious so hater of, of, of almost everything. Everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> but yes. he loves Blue Oyster yes. Cult. <laughs> in fact, that, oh, that's funny. I was uh, Sandy Perlman he was talking about you know he, he uh, was the producer of "Given Him a rope the uh, second class oh album. yeah that's
1: right that's right
0: yeah. and he came back and uh, the the Wikipedia article about sandy talks about he came back from the sessions he said I mean I don't know what to do they 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 hate everything they they even hate each other <laughs> that's and awesome. and so he did <laughs> not he could he didn't get the punk thing right you know he was from a different era yeah know? yeah In, more of a um, Cause he
1: was he was from the the peace and love and then they just put the the, the rock and all the crazy stuff over right. on top of that they did but it was but, still there yeah, but in the fact, punk was their early
0: a- their early stuff in fact that that stalk forest group record which you can listen to in its entirety on YouTube there's it's psychedelic rock right and it's there's yeah, a b- lot of birds in there and I, okay I made a connection this afternoon and I was listening to this album and I hit one particular point and I listened to the way the guitars were. It working together, and I was like, hmm, you know what? That sounds really familiar. And then I realized, who did Patty Smith um, go on to date after she dated Alan Lanier? Oh, Fred uh, Sonic Smith? No. No. Tom Verlaine.
1: Oh! Oh, that, oh, boy. Patty Smith really... Uh... Yeah,
0: well, she got... She hit the high points <laughs> of rock and roll, um, and was one She herself. got around. <laughs> she got around, and she was... But she—I um, didn't even know she was with Tom. Berlain. She was with Tom Verlaine. Oh, Tom Berlant. Okay, okay. uh, she and Tom Verlaine were an item for in New York, and I do believe I could she, hear
1: Tom. Tom Berlain. I could hear him listening, listening to this and the way stuff the guitars work together. Sure.
0: Absolutely. But the, it's all from the sort of the same. There's the, some doors in here. There's some. There's a lot of birds. The way the um, the '60s uh, psychedelic rock BOC has been described as they are. It is basically a '60s band. They're not. Th- the sounds that they make are as if are like a '60s band making this very sophisticated music.
1: This sophisticated hard rock. It's sophisticated like, hard yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, exactly. Right.
0: right. And, uh, so um, that's what makes them so unusual. And then we get the final song on the record, the awesome. epic Astronomy. Astronomy. Which paints a big oh, picture. In, yeah, it does. <laughs> it paints a big picture in your mind.
1: This is the most musically ambitious song on the record, right? Yeah. And the lyrics are dense. They are. There's a lot of lyrics in this song.
0: And um, and I think it's just made to, to paint a picture and make you question, to put... Put pictures in your mind so you can do some kind of story. You know, you
1: yeah, yeah, because you could. There's so many different uh, conclusions you could draw from it, or, or ideas you can get from but it. This is
0: all part of the Imaginos thing. In fact, they re-recorded the song uh, on the album. Imaginos oh, right, with, in with, with his more
1: expanded uh, with the lyrics. Expanded yeah. lyrics on it. Yeah. Now, so. all right. So this is Sandy from when I read something really funny that the uh, British press loved. Uh, the British press loved this record, the Secret Treaties album, and they gave it great reviews. But uh, a to interview the band during this period were dominated by Perlman, who did most of the talking, often to the bewilderment of the journalists. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Sandy, he was a nut, I think. He you.
1: was a nut, and it's impo- if you just read the lyrics, it's impossible to not sound pretentious. Oh, reading yeah, but, these but lyrics. when you listen
0: to the song, exactly, yeah, yeah, it, it, it takes it to the other it's level. Like, uh, Metallica being... covered this song, right? Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you can see that it's a story. And it's a Lovecraftian story. Yes. Lovecraft has this thing where he makes it seem he's able to make convince you that the, there's things that happened a really long time ago, like ancient history. But yeah, There yeah, were yeah. there were things that were working in the earth before, and it's got that feeling. And Susie appears again. Come, Susie dear. Yes, right, right. Let's yeah, take because a it's walk. weird.
1: Because it, yeah. it at one sometimes it seems. Uh, like a uh, clock strikes twelve and moondrops burst, yeah, out at you from the hiding place, like yeah. acid and oil on a madman's face. His reasons tend to fly away like lesser birds on the four winds.
0: winds yeah, like silver <laughs> like sc- sc- scrapes in, in May and good luck figuring out silver scrapes in May
1: yeah but I, then but yeah then the part comes in he's talking about like these girls and uh, yeah. and and he's getting much more specific so it's like right. obviously he's the only one that knows what all of this is I, about I believe
0: that's true that it right? was Sandy Perlman's personal mythology yeah yeah right and he right. made uh, he you know he got
1: a fucking kick ass rock band to, to write music to it and to um, make
0: it and he talks um, about yeah he brings it back down to earth uh, uh, four winds at the four winds bar, two bars bar- barred, and windows locked. Uh, one door let to take you in. The other one just mirrors it. Hey, And, and there's a hey, 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 that chorus. Oh, hey, yeah, that's that, great. And But that, somebody else, somebody ripped that off, and i got to figure out who, like, later on. That, oh, really? Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, ah. um, it's... Yeah, because really after cool.
1: right after that little musical break, that's very Prague. That's the most prog sounding thing on the record. That yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for <laughs> and then, sure. And then yeah. after that, yeah, it's got the haze. Of, yeah, but this is a true. This is a hard rock epic.
0: It is. Yeah. It, it call is. me. Call me Destinova, Eternal light. These gravely digs of mine will surely prove a sight. And don't forget my dog, fixed and consequent. <laughs> it's that's a, that's the stars. The dog star. Ah, astronomy. Uh, ah, you gotta look. At, so he's talking. There is an alien element to this. He never would let on where his sources were, but you know, Lovecraft is in there. And I
1: don't know for sure, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Sandy Perlman smoked a lot of pot. I
0: too. think that's entirely right. possible. <laughs> I think that's possible. And in 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 a lot of cases, that doesn't work out. But it seems like he uh, worked out well for the think Cult. it Worked out, yeah. And yeah, a RIP Sandy he made... Perlman. He passed away last year, I think. He not too long ago. So. uh
1: and uh, man, what a what a record though! This thing, this yeah. thing that that Blue Easter Cult did with Sandy Perlman and a couple of other lyric that, writers. Yeah, and, yeah, right. Uh, um, they put together this like this masterpiece of a yep. weird, a weirdo totally. hard rock record.
0: It's <laughs> it's yeah, it's a record that does not fit easily into any category and will no. resist your attempts to to quantify or categorize right. it.
1: But it, if you like rock music, you'll, you'll, find, yeah, you'll, you'll love like it. This unless you're an
0: idiot. <laughs> well. Unless you're a creep. <laughs> so if you don't... So you can do the math on what Rob just said. If you don't like the record, then, you know. Okay. okay. All right, I'm not going to hold you to that.
1: So, uh, I'm glad. This is, you know... This is what this podcast is all about, Barry. Sure, because man. I, uh, you, you bring up a record and I go, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I know, I knew it was great." Some records you know because you hear other people talk about it, but yeah. then you, when you really listen to it, you go, "Oh my oh, god, right. this you is know, really great." Yeah, yeah I this
0: is great. frankly I didn't realize how great this record was until I spent this week with it and was like, you know... That's usually
1: what happens. You yeah, go, usually, you,
0: yeah. And, or, you know, and... I wonder if
1: we'll ever, we'll do a record and we'll go, we'll listen, we'll yeah. dig and we'll go, eh, you know what? It's not that good. It's not that
0: good. It wasn't... <laughs> well, I th- well, there is one, but I think I'll we'll talk about that afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, so we
1: did it. Secret Treaties, Bloister Cult, uh, Barry's pick, and I got a pick next week. We're doing another guest list, just me and Barry next week. And... <laughs> We're Surprise. going. We're we're going emo. We're going yeah, full emo and totally without irony. I picked. Uh my Chemical Romance, the Black Parade, we're doing next week.
0: Yeah, I approved because I I've thought. Heard, see, some I of was that. surprised. Heard, I thought yeah, you were going to nah, stop at it, and I've I think, heard uh, some of that stuff. and It's really, it was good. really good. It's yeah, good. you have yeah. to go.
1: You have to over. You have to look some of the overwroughtness of it. And That's emo, uh, dude. Emo. That's e- it's emo, but it's it's done as well as the genre can be done, is and it's that a really good. Record I don't,
0: I don't have my notes yet. Yeah, it's next okay.
1: week. It's next sure, week. We'll sure. see. It's it's fairly recent though. I think they just had its tenth anniversary kind of recently. Year or two ago, okay, so, so 2007. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we should uh, thank uh, Is This Tomorrow, our sponsor, the fabulous webcomic at isthistomorrow.com.
1: Yes, and don't forget our uh, a Patreon. I hear, you know, I listen, to, I listen to a lot of, I know Barry doesn't listen to anything except uh, music and stuff. Pretty you don't much. listen to pop. But I, would, I listen right. to a lot of music podcasts, and they they pimp their uh, a Patreon. So we're pimping our we're Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash trgmh.
0: Come on, people. And there's Let's a link on board. the website a on dollar, every episode. Yeah,
1: basically, you could you could subscribe just a a dollar a month.
0: That's right. If twelve listen, do- only twelve dollars a year. I a mean.
1: dollar <laughs> a month, and you could become uh, patrons of me and Barry. And we're you know oh, we're yeah. not as uh, we're-
0: we should also mention our once a month a uh, home away from home. The Laser Wolf on Progresso Drive in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, where they have we love
1: Laser Wolf. Excellent we love, craft beer. Uh, Chris and
0: Bellis. Chris Bellis is awesome.
1: Our next, our last one of the year, our final one of the year is going to be a good one. We're going to be doing uh, the Who Sell Out. Yes. And we're going to be doing it with uh, Ivan
0: Soliani. Ivan Soliani. Yes, the um, punk rock singer.
1: Punk rock singer. Punk rock kid. He went to another kid that went to the same high school. My
0: daughters went. to. <laughs> oh, there you go. At well. the
1: same time, they did. So uh, that'll be fun. All right, so we'll see you guys next week. Once again, this is that record got me high. That's Barry Stock.
0: That's Rob Elba. We'll see you guys next week.